Coming up, the Suns hold off the Jazz in Utah, and there's a new team with the most wins in the East in Cleveland. This is Locked On Now NBA. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are locked on now. You're listening to Locked On Now, NBA local experts on the biggest stories on the hardwood. I'm your host, Kim Becker, and thanks so much for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Our Locked On NBA hosts are here to help break down everything from Wednesday in basketball. The Utah Jazz fell behind big early and fell at home in our biggest game. The biggest game. The Jazz overcame a huge early deficit to make this game close late, but couldn't quite complete the storybook ending. Here's our Locked On Jazz after the loss with his analysis. Strong battle by the Utah Jazz, where they lose their ninth of their last 11 games in a 105-97 loss to the Phoenix Suns. But a lot to be hopeful for for the Jazz out of this one. David Locke of Locked On Jazz. Utah has struggled to defend all season long without Rudy Gobert, but tonight without Rudy Gobert and without Donovan Mitchell, the Jazz half-court defense against the league's fourth-best offense was superb. They lost this game in transition defense, but they were in this game to the final moments with two minutes left to play, and Hassan Whiteside committed a foul that is a mystery to all of us that Mike Conley was laying the ball up, was fouled in the play, would have been a two-point game. Instead, it was a technical foul and an offensive foul on Whiteside that took the game the other way and gave the Suns a seven-point lead and ended it for the night. But for the most part, the Jazz defense was very, very good without Rudy Gobert, which is a major step for the Jazz moving forward. More on this. Go to Lockdown Jazz. Let's go around the league. The Cleveland Cavaliers have quietly emerged as one of the best teams in the East and put an exclamation point on their run to the top of the conference with a win over the defending champion Bucks. With more on how Cleveland got the best of Milwaukee, our Locked on Cavs has more. Hey, Chris Manning here from the Locked on Cavs podcast after the Cavs just beat the Milwaukee Bucks on Wednesday night at home, giving them 30 wins on the season and tying them for the most in the Eastern Conference. Obviously, well, there's a lot of basketball still left to be played. The Cavs will play the Bucks again at the end of the regular season. But if you look at where the Cavs are at, they are getting tied for the most wins in the East. They just beat the defending champs. They overcame a bad first quarter where it looks like the, the Bucks had more energy, looked like the Bucks were kind of going to cruise to a win, and they played harder. They doubled down on their bench. You know, Jetty Osmond and Kevin Love were, again, excellent off the bench, and the Cavs got it done. There's very little more you could ask for the Cavs right now. They're ahead of schedule by all accounts. This is a team in a really good spot has real a real chance here to be a top four team, perhaps win a playoff series. With wins like this, there's very little reason not to believe in what this team could be and where they're headed. We'll see if they keep it up. We'll see how things go. But all in all, a really, really impressive Wednesday night for the Cleveland Cavaliers. For more, check out Lockdown Cavs wherever you get your podcast. The Cavs overtook Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference standings with a win on Wednesday night, but Locked On Bucks isn't as concerned with the one loss as much as he is with the trend he's starting to see in Milwaukee losses. Here he is with more. What's up, everyone? Kenny Pittman here from Locked On Bucks, and Milwaukee get 
ran out of the gym in Cleveland, 115-99 to in a game that does really matter. Mike Boonholzer said pre-game that he's not that interested in tiebreakers, but given where the standings lie, uh, this is a game that could potentially matter. The Cavs will jump ahead of the Bucks in the standings now uh, and also claim the tiebreaker at 2-1 to one on the season series. And I think for Milwaukee, they have been susceptible, I think, to younger teams, to more athletic teams that want to push the pace. You do always think to yourself, the Bucks like playing at a fast pace because they have a freight train named Giannis that can really take the game away in transition. But I do think uh, at times younger teams have seen it with Charlotte before in the past. We've seen it with Cleveland tonight. Uh, they can push the tempo. Things can get a little bit hectic and it can open up certainly Uh, The opportunity for the opposition to get hot from three. We saw it tonight. The Cavs, 19 three-pointers on 45% from the field. The Bucs started hot in the first quarter, but then went ice cold. They finished with nine three-point makes on 28% shooting. A lot of the times, if you're minus 10 in three-point makes, you are going to struggle to win the game. And it's the old question, rest versus rust. The Bucs hadn't played in three days. They looked a little bit slow tonight. The Cavs were awesome. Uh, They've been great all year long. And this is another game for Milwaukee where you look at the standings and say, okay, it's not panic time for Milwaukee. You feel certainly comfortable about this team moving forward. But the standings could matter. And this is another game you think they could have won, perhaps should have won. They didn't. And it's a tough one. We're going to break it all down, though. There is plenty to discuss. Frank Madden is going to join me. Catch us wherever you get your podcasts or now on YouTube. If you haven't already, subscribe on YouTube. Check out Locked On Bucks postgame coming right up. The Indiana Pacers might just have to throw this one out. No film study. Just forget it and move on. Indiana gave up a franchise record in points to the Hornets at home on Wednesday. And Locked On Pacers is here to tell you about it before hitting self-destruct. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes from Indianapolis where the Pacers give up the most points they have ever given up in a game in franchise history. Losing to the Charlotte Hornets 126-158. to 158. I am not misspeaking. The Hornets scored 158 points. They hit 24 threes. They shot 58%. They hit 26 free throws. Kelly Oubre hit 10 threes on his own for 39 points. They had four players over 20 points. There were some actually not terrible spots for the Pacers in this game. None of them matter. When you have the worst defensive game you played in franchise history, there are no positives to take away. It was an embarrassing game from the Pacers. They were not aggressive from the jump. As Goga Batadze detailed after the game, they gave it all away in the second half, conceding over 80 points in one half. It was a completely miserable night for the Pacers. We'll break it all down on tomorrow's Locked on Pacers podcast. Coming up, the Hawks are on a winning streak and the Heat outplay the Knicks in Miami. This is Locked on Now NBA. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all best sports wagering action in 2022. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, and your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022 on Bet Online. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that is a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. So go on and get started with that promo code and receive your 50% off welcome bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, so don't wait any longer. Bet online where the game starts. 
Welcome back to Locked On Now NBA. I'm your host, Kim Becker, and thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. The Bulls were winners and healthy again. Plus, they put together last night's best performance against the Raptors. The best performance. Hold up, hold up, hold up. The Chicago Bulls got their big three back in the lineup at the same time for the first time in a while on Wednesday, and Chicago celebrated by using that talent to beat the Raptors. Our Locked On Bulls host tells you how good it felt to see most of the team back together again. What's up, Bulls Nation? Matt Peck here from Locked On Bulls with your post-game takeaway. The Bulls get a W tonight, 111-105, the final over the Raptors. And for the first time in at least a couple of weeks, the Bulls had all three of their big three on the floor together, and they all showed out. DeMar DeRozan, 29-7-7. Zach Levine, 23-8-8. Vooch also flirting with a triple-double with 17-15-8 dimes. The Bulls ran their offense through Vooch in the post a lot early and often tonight. And not only was he hitting his looks inside, but he was also that incredible facilitator from that post position. However... Bigger story tonight, perhaps, is that for the second game in a row, the Bulls almost coughed up a comfortable lead. They did this against OKC on Monday. They did it again tonight. And credit Nick Nurse and his long, versatile, scrappy Raptors who gave the Bulls offense fits at the end of the third quarter and through most of the fourth quarter. The Bulls were not getting into their offensive sets until late in the shot clock repeatedly in the fourth quarter. That is something that will need to be addressed. The one key defensive stop, by Javante Green on Pascal Siakam, and a dagger three from Vooch was enough to hold on for the victory. For a full breakdown of this Bulls win over the Raps, check out our next episode of Locked on Bulls with me and my guy Big Dave wherever you get your pods. Locked on Bulls, your team every day. The Atlanta Hawks are now the proud owners of a five-game winning streak after beating the Knicks by a ton on Wednesday. You wouldn't know by looking at the 17-point winning final that Atlanta trailed by 14 at one point early. So Locked on Hawks fills you in on how Atlanta turned it all around. Hello, friends. My name is Brad Rowland. The Atlanta Hawks have now won five straight games, the longest winning streak in the Eastern Conference as they take care of business against the Sacramento Kings on Wednesday. It wasn't a great start for Atlanta. They dropped by 14 points in what was a pretty ugly first quarter. But from there, it was a 71-27, to yes, 71-27 extended run for the Hawks to go up from down 14 to up 30 at one point in the second half. And they cruised from there, never really challenged again by the Kings. The bench led the way in this game with a season-high 70 bench points. And the previous high, by the way, was 49. So they shattered that in this game. Bogdanovich, Lou Williams, Dedele Gallinari, Aneka Kongwu, DeLon Wright. Those five guys played fantastic basketball in this game. The starters were just fine for the most part, but the bench led the way in this one. And with the win, the Hawks are uh, obviously rolling here in the uh, mid-January to late-January kind of time period after some struggles before that. A long way to go for this Hawks team to get back where they wanted to be at the start of the season. But a lot of progress made in the last two weeks. We'll have much more on this game and the future on the Lots of Hawks podcast. The Brooklyn Nets had already been getting by without Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving for recent games, but played without James Harden as well on Wednesday and wasn't able to overcome the challenges to beat the Nuggets. With the bench squad taking over the starting lineup, our Locked On Nets details how Brooklyn fared. Doug Norrie, Locked On Nets here, coming at you following a 124-118 loss by Brooklyn to the Denver Nuggets. Second half of a back-to-back for the Nets. No Kevin Durant, we knew that. No Kyrie Irving, we knew that one too. And this one, no James Harden either. Held out just a little bit before the game started with hamstring tightness. 
That left a sort of skeleton crew for the Nets here, and it just wasn't enough. Valiant effort. Uh, you know, guys like Cam Thomas came up huge off the bench, 25 points in his 26 minutes. Uh, you got Patty Mills got put in 21. Aldridge came in there with the start, hits 18 in his 33. But ultimately, it just wasn't enough. Nets could not manufacture any points down the stretch when they really had the game pretty close. It looked like there's a couple key stretches uh, near the end that just ended up shifting the tide away from Brooklyn. In all, their third loss in a row. Playing game kind of in sight right now. Things struggling for the Nets uh, overall. We're going to be talking about it all over on the Locked on Nets podcast. Go check it out. The stars for the Memphis Grizzlies came out at the perfect time to help Memphis pick up a win over the San Antonio Spurs last night. And our Locked on Grizzlies host runs down all the names that contributed to the box score out in Texas. After two days off, the Grizzlies get back to their winning ways with a 118-110 victory over the San Antonio Spurs. The Grizzlies got ahead by a pretty big margin in the second quarter, but the Spurs worked their way back, and the same thing happened in the second half. But the Grizzlies' cornerstones, their core, whatever you call it, was a big reason why Memphis won this game and is the big takeaway from tonight. Not only for the present, but for the rest of the season and for the future as well. With Desmond Bain back in the fold after missing three games due to health and safety protocols, 83 of the Grizzlies' 118 points tonight came from John Morant, Desmond Bain, and Jaron Jackson Jr. But it's not just about the cornerstones or the core, whatever you call them, stepping up. The big key is that these players also showed that they could step up and perform like one of the best players in the league in their respective roles when they need to. John Morant, 41 points tonight, including scoring in the clutch to seal the victory. Jaron Jackson Jr., six blocks on the night, three in the first half, three in the second half. We talk about John Jaron taking over the game. It's not just about those two, along with Desmond Bain, being the cornerstones of the future of this franchise, but also in John and Jaron, the Grizzlies truly have one of the premier clutch scorers in the game and overall scorers in the game in Jaw, and one of the premier defenders and arguably the best rim protector in the league in Jaron Jackson Jr. That is what is so special about these performances. We'll have this and much more on the post-game edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. On a night where Luka Doncic only scored 15 points, the supporting cast came out to support its star and blow out the Trailblazers in Portland. With more on who had the big night without Luka hogging all the scoring, here's Locked on Mavericks. Luka Doncic messed around and got a triple-double in the win. Nick Engstead from the Lockdown Mavericks podcast here in the Dallas Mavericks follow-up. One of their worst performances of the year against the Golden State Warriors with a solid win against the Portland Trailblazers. Luka Doncic gets his triple-double, 15 points, 10 boards, and 15 assists for him. An incredible night. Guys finally hitting shots when he hits them for wide-open shots. Jalen Brunson, 20 points and 11 assists for himself as well. It's the first time since Jason Kidd and Dirk Nowitzki in 2010 when two Mavericks teammates both had 10 assists in a game. An absolutely incredible passing game for the two of them. Guys finally hitting shots. Christoph Porzingis was able to take advantage of the really soft Portland Trailblazers defense down the middle. He usually plays pretty well against them, but he ran into some foul trouble in this one. But Dallas Mavericks get a win. They continue on their pace of uh, playing pretty good basketball here. It was not defense on this one, but it was their offense was able to carry them. We'll break it all down on tonight's Talk About Mavs. 
That's all for today's Locked On Now NBA. Thank you to our Locked On NBA hosts for keeping us up to date on everything that happened in basketball yesterday. And thank you guys for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Now that you're done here, head on over to Locked On NBA or your local team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kim Becker. This has been Locked On Now. Locked On your team every day.